Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. Today, and indeed for the last few weeks, things have not been looking great for the cryptocurrency markets. Indeed, there is evidence to suggest that the worst crypto collapse is coming. It is no secret that the cryptocurrencies are volatile, and volatility is not the enemy. But lack of preparation and due diligence certainly is. In today's call, we will discuss why things are not looking great for the cryptocurrency markets, as well as one particular collapse that's hit us pretty badly. And perhaps more importantly, we're going to talk about how you can best prepare to navigate these challenging conditions. A quick look at CoinMarketCap or your preferred method of checking the cryptocurrency prices very quickly reveals the damaged state of the current cryptocurrency markets. BTC is currently trading around about the 6.5k level, a very modest increase on the 24 hour, just shy of 2%. Ethereum around about the 1.2k level, a comparatively larger increase on the 24 hour of 4% and on the weekly, a more impressive 12%. But you'll recall that Ethereum was underperforming BTC more aggressively, so perhaps this will just about net off that impact. Nonetheless, this has boded well for the altcoin markets and allowed some cryptocurrencies to enjoy a nice rally. We can see that Phantom is up about 13% on the 24 hour, Chainlink about 9% and HT token about 11%. Biggest losers are Cello, Convex Finance, around about 3% each. But overall, as we can see in the top cryptos by 100 market cap, there is not big losers on the 24 hour. So we seem to have established that our problems are specifically for our market leaders today, BTC and Ethereum. Let's take a look at why. Crypto markets spent much of Monday in the red before a late day rally sent most major tokens into positive territory. Even as the industry continued to process Here's our bad reasons on negative sell pressure. The dual body blows of crypto lender BlockFi's Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection filing and widespread protests in China over severe COVID restrictions. Let's take a look at this and understand how it might feed into BTC or cryptocurrency prices. Protests against China's zero COVID strict policy and restrictions on freedoms took place in cities around the country over the weekend, in a wave of civil disobedience not seen on the mainland for a long time. China is a very large country, and if you open up a map, you can see that indeed, the protests have very much been widespread throughout the country. So what is it in particular about the China approach to COVID that has so many local people distressed? Well, China has maintained a stringent approach to COVID, even as restrictions in other countries have eased. Zero COVID, which aims to isolate every infected person, has helped to keep China's case numbers lower than those of the United States and other major countries. Public acceptance is wearing thin after a recent rise in infections prompted many cities to tighten controls. We can see that recently there has been a big spike in COVID cases in China. But of course, the death count has been lower because the virus that remains is a weaker version on many counts. Of course, in tackling COVID, a very black swan event, countries have one of two approaches, really. One is what China is doing, flat out uh, bans, restrictions. If you get COVID, you have to isolate and basically trying to control the virus if you believe that such a thing can be controlled. 
Alternatively, in the UK, the US, other countries across the West and across the world, uh, the vaccines were very quickly rolled out. It was understood that immunity had been provided to the extent that it could be. And now people are basically continuing life with COVID. At least in the UK, people who have COVID are going into work and going about their daily activities as usual. China has taken a very different approach and we are seeing these protests. China is one of the biggest economies in the world. It is one of the biggest outputters in the entire world. These people on strike, of course, are workers. They are people who uh, are presumably leaving their day jobs to do this. And that reduction in output will certainly be felt across the entire global economy. That creates risk off pressure, which doesn't bode well for risk on assets like BTC. Nervousness, instability, tension, these kind of things make investors generally less likely to take on the additional risk of something as volatile as cryptocurrency. I do you believe it is always important to cover macro events as well? The bigger cryptocurrency markets get, the more and more it will be attuned to what is going on across the world. And the same way it influences the world, the world will influence cryptocurrency as well. So that was one aspect the COVID cases in China creating risk off pressure. There was also the BlockFi bankruptcy issue. And of course, the question of what we should do as investors in response to all this. It's not all doom and gloom. Before we go on to BlockFi, I just want to cover some good things in the news today. Binance is of course working on a bailout fund, which will be a welcome backstop for crypto. Last week, the world's largest crypto exchange, Binance, formally unveiled a $1 billion industry recovery fund to help contain the damage dealt to the industry by the spectacular implosion of FTX. So hopefully this provides a lifeline to some of these companies that are now at risk. And even though it may all seem doom and gloom, there are indeed a lot of projects or cryptos that are still developing and doing very well for themselves, even in this market condition. One example is Moonbeam. Moonbeam just concluded their Illuminate 2022, a two-day online conference that celebrated the active ecosystem of projects building on the multi-chain applications with the Moonbeam ecosystem and beyond. For example, Dam Finance is an omni-chain stablecoin protocol bringing liquidity from Ethereum to Moonbeam. Games are also generating a lot of traffic there and Boba Network is more than just a flavor of the month. And Chainsafe is making life easier than ever for developers by making access to the Unity engine pain-free. And there is still money to spare for marketing campaigns in the ecosystem as well, it seems. BitGet launches a $20 million marketing campaign with Messi amid the World Cup fever. Leading global cryptocurrency exchange BitGet has announced a series of marketing campaigns with Lionel Messi, the Argentine football legend, with the launch of a brand film to celebrate the 2022 World Cup. With this $20 million investment in campaigns and rewards, BitGet aims to benefit users with, with attractive rewards, help enhance market sentiment, and reignite confidence in the crypto industry. So we've looked at the charts and we've looked at a few reasons why crypto looks like the collapse is going further through the lens of China and its COVID policies. We've also looked at some of the brighter headlines in the news to look at the other angle of things. Now we'll deep dive into the, into the BlockFi bankruptcy. And after covering exactly what went down with BlockFi, we will go on to how best you as a crypto user can prepare yourself for what's to come. Popular cryptocurrency lending platform BlockFi is the latest victim of the collapse of FTX. On Monday, the 28th of November, so just yesterday, the firm filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy with the firm's founder, Zach Prince, stating their heavy exposure to FTX created a liquidity crisis. 
According to BlockFi, the liquidity problem was brought on by coins locked on FTX's platform and its exposure to FTX through loans to Alameda Research. BlockFi states its assets and liabilities range between $1 to $10 billion. The news comes two weeks after BlockFi suspended withdrawals due to the lack of clarity on the status of FTX.com, FTX US and Alameda. In July, FTX US signed an option to purchase BlockFi, but the deal fell through when FTX suspended withdrawals. BlockFi announced in a news release that it will attempt to recover the money owed by FTX and plans on suing a holding company of Sam Bankman-Fried, SBF. BlockFi will attempt to recover shares in Robinhood markets it pledged as collateral three weeks ago before BlockFi and FTX filed for bankruptcy protection. In a court filing on Monday, BlockFi listed FTX as its second largest creditor with $275 million owed on a loan extended earlier this year. It said it owes money to more than 100,000 creditors and plans to lay off two-thirds of its 292 employees. BlockFi's bankruptcy filing also comes after two of BlockFi's largest competitors, Celsius Network and Voyager Digital, filed for bankruptcy in July, citing extreme market conditions that had led to losses at both companies. Crypto lenders acted as a gateway for non-crypto native users to enter the crypto world. They experienced a massive boom during the pandemic and attracted retail customers with double-digit returns on their deposits. It remains to be seen if trust can be regained without regulation. BlockFi was no small name in the cryptocurrency markets. FTX's contagion effect continues to suggest that cryptocurrency is in deep trouble. So now let's talk about what you as a crypto investor can do to prepare for all this. The first thing you can do to prepare yourself for these crypto collapses is probably fairly obvious at this point, uh, unless you're living in some sort of alternate universe, you would have heard it by now, use self-custody of your crypto assets. Bitcoin and crypto gives one sovereignty, but the responsibility of safe storage is the cost of continuing to enjoy such sovereignty. The promise of permissionless money that is tamper-proof and censor-proof is only realistic if the Bitcoin or crypto is held in self-custody. There are risks to storing one's crypto on a centralized exchange, like FTX, including counterparty risk. This is the risk that the counterparty at hand, in this case the exchange, will be hacked and your crypto will be stolen. Or for example, that the counterparty goes bankrupt and is not able to pay its liabilities. To mitigate the risk of centralized exchanges, it has become increasingly clear that crypto investors and participants need to consider self-custody. Examples of self-custody include hard wallets, physical storage devices used to store your private keys, popular examples are Ledger and Trezor, hot wallets, custodial and non-custodial. There are many different methods of self-custody, but what is crucial here is that through owning your private keys, you enjoy the power and benefits of your crypto to the fullest. For as long as you decide to store your cryptocurrency on a centralized exchange, you run the risk of being held hostage by that exchange. Mitigate your risk accordingly. Action number two, again, since the very first second that FTX collapsed, we said here on the Market Meditations uh, YouTube, podcast, newsletter, etc., that there's likely more to come. These companies sort of have arms and legs across the crypto universe, are involved with all sorts of projects and companies. 
When the big one collapses like FTX, it becomes a sort of domino effect where a lot of other companies, big and small, come tumbling down thereafter due to their exposure to FTX. The contagion risk is there and unfortunately it probably doesn't end at BlockFi. And to make matters worse, these companies are flat out lying to us recently, telling us that they are not under pressure, that everything's fine, that their exposure to FTX wasn't so big and then they go on to say that they're going bankrupt. It is worth staring into the different companies, cryptos, projects that both FTX and Alameda Research had exposure to. These range from DeFi's, NFTs, gaming, data analytics, infrastructure, crypto financial services, Web 3.0, trading, brokerage, stare into the company's projects that FTX and Alameda had exposure to. If you find that you too have exposure to those, you might want to reconsider the extent of that exposure or its entirety. Last but not least, the third thing you should do to protect yourself at the moment as a crypto investor or holder, as well as looking out for crypto specific events like what we just mentioned, self custody or uh, contagion effects of FTX, make sure you're paying an eye on the macro markets as well. Otherwise, you're sort of safely tucked away, maybe, let's say, in one room in a building, but the entire building is on fire, the ground floor's on fire, and you just can't see it yet, because all you care about is the one bedroom you're in. You have to consider the macro economy as a whole as well. In exactly 15 days is the next FOMC meeting. This is where the US Federal Reserve decides what kind of interest rate or monetary policy they are going to pursue. Two likely scenarios in this next meeting, a 50 basis point interest rate hike and a 75 basis point interest rate hike. So in either scenario, it will be a rate increase. However, one is a lot less aggressive than the other, and it currently looks a lot more likely, priced in at about 72%. In the cryptocurrency markets, we want less aggressive interest rate hikes, so that likely scenario is better news for us. Keep an eye on how this situation develops. Keep an eye on how interest rates are being approached. If it looks like interest rates are gradually going to go down, which the market is currently predicting, things might turn around for the cryptocurrency markets. Alternatively, if we see another 75 basis point hike, things could get pretty ugly. As well as the Federal Reserve meeting, keep an eye on what's going on in China as well. Don't just consider the one room you're in, you want to look at the entire house always. Adios, that is goodbye in Portuguese in honour of both Brazil and Portugal's victories in the football yesterday, or soccer if you're American.